Thank you for choosing to listen to the Emmaus Radio Ministry Podcast. Each of these messages were given by various faculty, staff, and friends of Emmaus Bible College. To view each series as a whole or for more information about similar Emmaus ministries, please visit concerninghim.com. We're looking at Joshua chapter 21 today. We have just finished in chapter 20 with the six cities of refuge, and now all that's left of the division of the land is to provide some cities for the Levites in which they can dwell. You'll remember, uh, if you've been listening to our series, that the Levites do not receive any large portion of territory. And the reasoning that's given is that the Lord himself is their portion. They are to uh, serve the Lord through the priestly sacrifices that would take place at Shiloh, and then later on in the city of Jerusalem when uh, the ark and the temple would be built up in that city. The Levites, however, do need some places to live. They can't simply just uh, dwell in tents uh, out in the fields. And so in this chapter, they're going to be given some territory, specifically cities in which they can reside, uh, some pastures that they can maintain. And so we've come to Joshua chapter 21 and reading from verse 1. Then the heads of the households of the Levites approached Eleazar the priest and Joshua the son of Nun and the heads of the households of all the tribes of the sons of Israel. And they spoke to them at Shiloh in the land of Canaan, saying, The Lord commanded through Moses to give us cities to live in with their pasture lands for our cattle. So the sons of Israel gave the Levites from their inheritance these cities with their pasture lands, according to the command of the Lord. Then the lot came out for the families of the Kohathites and the sons of Aaron, the priest. This is now going back to the time of the uh, Exodus. Aaron is the brother of Moses. The sons of Aaron, the priest, who were of the Levites, received 13 cities by lot from the tribe of Judah, from the tribe of the Simeonites, and from the tribe of Benjamin. And the rest of the sons of Kohath, received 10 cities by lot from the families of the tribe of Ephraim and from the tribe of Dan and from the half-tribe of Manasseh. And the sons of Gershon received 13 cities by lot from the families of the tribe of Issachar and from the tribe of Asher and from the tribe of Naphtali and from the half-tribe of Manasseh in Bashan. The sons of Merari, according to their families, received 12 cities from the tribe of Reuben, from the tribe of Gad, and from the tribe of Zebulun. Now the sons of Israel gave by lot to the Levites these cities with their pasture lands as the Lord had commanded through Moses. Let's pray as we begin. Father in heaven, as we look into these cities that were given to the Levites, we pray that you would help us to uh, understand their importance, their significance. May we read this as more than simply history and see it as your provision for your people. We thank you that you continue to provide for us as believers in the Lord Jesus today. It's in his name we pray. Amen. So when we look at the Levites, the Levitical priests, they are given portion throughout the entirety of the land of Israel. And we are told specifically the number of cities in these first eight verses here in chapter 21 and which tribes in which uh, the three different families of the Levites were able to settle. 
You'll notice again that these three families are uh, the, tri the family of Kohath, of Gershon, and of Merari. And these three are divided uh, into the southern arena, the northern arena, and then sort of the middle uh, arena, but also on the eastern side of the Jordan River where the two and a half tribes settle. So going back to the beginning of this chapter, first of all, we see that the Levites come to uh, Eleazar the priest and Joshua at the end of the division of the land after everybody else has uh, been given their portion and they say to these uh, individuals in the presence of all the, the children of Israel uh, reminding them about how Moses had given them cities to live in. They weren't getting massive territory. There's no tribal allotment for Levi as a whole but the three families now are going to receive uh, either 13 or 12 cities in each of these locations. So they cast lots in verse 4, and the first uh, family chosen are the Kohathites. And within this family, there's even a more specific group who are direct descendants of Aaron. This would include Eliezer, uh, the high priest, and his immediate family here. Uh, so they are given in verse five, uh, in verses four and five, territory in the tribe of Judah and within the tribe of Simeon and within the tribe of Benjamin. Now, if you think about this geographically, Judah is in the south. So if you go to the top of the Dead Sea, the northern part of the Dead Sea, and draw a line straight across to the Mediterranean Sea, that's the northern border of the territory of Judah. The tribe of Simeon actually received its allotment within the geographical territory of Judah. Judah was too vast for the Judahites to possess by themselves, and so Simeon was given land within their territory also. Benjamin is just to the north uh, of Judah and includes uh, the territory of uh, the city of Jerusalem proper and some of the other cities surrounding that area. So this makes good sense for where the sacrificial system would eventually come to reside and where it was temporarily set up at the city of Shiloh. Shiloh is in the region, it's actually in Ephraim, so north of uh, Benjamin, but the priests and specifically the family of Aaron that would function uh, with the tabernacle and with the ark at Shiloh were very close by in the territory of Benjamin and Judah and Simeon. So very close in proximity to the place of worship. And later on during the time of David and Solomon, when the temple would be built, they would be right there uh, to perform their priestly duties very closely to uh, the city of Jerusalem. So the next family in verse 6, those are the Kohathites. The next family are the, the Gershonites or the sons of Gershon. They receive 13 cities and the area in which these 13 cities uh, come are from the tribe of Issachar, Asher, Naphtali, and the half-tribe of Manasseh in Bashan. 
Essentially, this is the northernmost territory in the land of Israel. Asher was along the plain of Akko in the north, and then Issachar and Naphtali were the northern part of uh, the Galilee region, upper Galilee, uh, toward the Sea of Galilee. And then on the other side, the eastern side of the Sea of Galilee, you've got the region of Bashan, and that is where half-tribe of Manasseh uh, settled. So all of this northern territory is given to the Gershonites, 13 cities in that territory dispersed within, within those four tribes. Then we have the sons of Merari in verse 7 and following, and they are given a city allotment within the tribe of Reuben and Gad. You'll remember those two tribes settled as well on the eastern side of the Jordan River. So they're in the Transjordan. Uh, Merari receives a tribal allotment within those two tribes and then also within the tribe of Zebulun. Zebulun would be back on the western side of the Jordan River, just to the south of the Sea of Galilee. So all located, those, those 12 cities located within those three tribal allotments. What is significant about the way that the Levites are dispersed is that they are fairly equally sprinkled within each of the tribes of Israel. And I think the Lord did that very intentionally to create a spiritual presence, a religious presence within all of the tribes of Israel. He doesn't just couple all of the Levites in a few cities together down in Benjamin or Judah. He disperses them throughout the land. This is intentionally done so that they would remind the people of uh, how they should live, of the law of the Lord. These were Levitical priests that would be uh, reminders for the people throughout the territory of Israel of what the Lord required from them in their daily lives, that they were to adhere to the law of Moses, that they were to obey the commands of the Lord. So in verses 9 and following, and we won't read each of these sections, but the specific uh, cities are mentioned name by name of each of the cities that are given to the sons of Levi, the Kohathites with the family of Aaron, the Gershonites, and then the Merariites, um, who were located on the eastern side of the Jordan River and also in the tribal allotment of Benjamin. If we come down to verse 34, uh, we have finally the, the families of the sons of Merari receiving their inheritance, their specific cities. And down in verse 40, all these were the cities of the sons of Merari according to their families. The rest of the families of the Levites and their lot was 12 cities. So the Gershonites had 13 cities, the Kohathites 13 cities, and the Merari uh, tribe uh, 12 cities. And then we come to verse 41 toward the end of this chapter. And it said, all the cities of the Levites in the midst of the possession of the sons of Israel were 48 cities with their pasture lands. These cities each had its surrounding pasture lands 
Thus it was with all these cities. So the Levites were provided for throughout the land of Israel, given specific cities in which they could reside and land in which they could grow their flocks and have pasture for their animals. So the Lord provided even for the priests. Uh, although he is their ultimate and true possession, he provides them with territory in which to live so that they can uh, maintain their daily lifestyle when they're not serving in the tabernacle precinct. Then we come down at the end of this chapter to a few very wonderful verses. Verse 43. This is a summary statement of everything that has gone on before, of all the dispersion of the land to each of the tribes, the cities of refuge, the cities for the Levites. Verse 43. So the Lord gave Israel all the land which he had sworn to give to their fathers, and they possessed it and lived in it. And the Lord gave them rest on every side, according to all that he had sworn to their fathers. And not no one of all their enemies stood before them. The Lord gave all their enemies into their hand. Again, we've seen that uh, many times the author of Joshua uses these absolute statements to talk about the totality of the land given to the people of Israel. We also know that there were uh, Canaanites that moved back into these territories almost immediately. And so it's up to the individual tribes to go out and take possession of these territories. Verse 45, wonderful verse. Not one of the good promises which the Lord had made to the house of Israel failed. All came to pass. Isn't that a wonderful way to end this section uh, in this book of, of Joshua? The Lord had made so many promises to his people, and now the author says not one of those promises had failed. Every one came to pass. The Lord is absolutely faithful to his word. He will keep his promises, and he keeps his promises to us today. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, he has promised you eternal life. He has promised you forgiveness of your sins. He has promised you a home with him in heaven one day, and he always keeps his promises. The Lord is faithful to his word. Thank you for listening to the Emmaus Radio Ministry Podcast. This ministry is possible because of the generous contributions from our partners around the world. For more information about partnering with us, please visit emmaus.edu partner.